0: Happy 2022. I hope you are geared up for a great, great year. I hope you have your goals set. If you want to grow in leadership, if you want to grow your team, I hope this is a year that is full of growth. This might be your first time listening to this podcast because maybe leadership was something you wanted to grow in or to grow your team or grow your culture. Well, welcome. If this is your first time listening to the podcast today, we've got a great, great interview with my friend Rowena. Now, Rowena, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about her in just a second, but she is one of the most inspirational people I've ever met. You know how you meet someone and as soon as you meet them, you feel like you walk away and you just feel so much better about yourself. This is Rowena. So I love the way that she leads. I love the way that she gives hope. She is a light in our industry, in the salon industry. She's a salon owner. She'll talk a little bit about herself. But I just wanted to thank all the new listeners who are on a journey this year of 2022. We're we're all in this together. Let's go ahead and dive right in to my conversation with Rowena Yeager. You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. My name is Evan Silver, and here we focus on leadership, culture, and building a team. This podcast was created to serve you so you can serve others. Rowena Yeager is on the podcast today. And Rowena, I love our relationship because we talk weekly. <laughs> But we've never we've met never met in person. So thank you for giving your time today to be on Touch the Line podcast. I would you're we met on Clubhouse and you are brilliant at facilitating a club. If people don't know what Clubhouse is, tell people what Clubhouse is.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, so Clubhouse is this really cool audio app that I was introduced to by my friend Carrie Bennett. And she messaged me one night and she's like, hey, jump in this room. And I'm like, what room? What are you talking about? And so I jumped into this new app called Clubhouse and found that it was this amazing place where people could go and actually have conversations because, it, it, you know, we've kind of been Um, separated for so long. We are used to going to shows. We're used to to getting together. So it was a really interesting thing that all of a sudden there's like this app that we can jump into and actually talk to other people. And then I realized that it wasn't just like Carrie and her friends and people I was connecting with through um, her network. It was a whole world. And it was a world that opened up to anything that you want to know, you want to understand, you want to research. So if you want to know about Bitcoin, if you want to know about Um, NFTs or real estate or salon industry, you know, there's so many things that you could tap into. So I started inviting a lot of my friends and they started inviting their friends. And then the next thing I knew, I was meeting people like you and people that I've never met before and having these amazing conversations centered around where we were at in life, where we were at within our industry, where we're at with our families, you know, and what's going on. So I just found it a huge um, filling of my soul, I guess, of a piece that I didn't realize was missing because we didn't have those kind of connections. So yeah, it was really cool.
0: Yeah, it is cool because now I have so many connections with people I've never um, met or seen really because you don't have videos. So I think I got into the room from Daniel. I think Daniel pinged me in. So anyway, you do a... Fabulous job of, of 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 facilitating a clubhouse room. Tell our guest a little bit about you because you are a salon owner. So give us a quick snapshot of you.
1: All right. Well, my quickest snapshot I could give you is that I am. My name is Rowena Yeager. I am a salon owner, founder of a company called Studio Wish Inc which is located in Twinsburg, Ohio. We have been around for 20 years. We have roughly 12 employees at the moment. I am a wife, I am a mother. I have an incredible husband who is extremely supportive of myself, my business, my family. Um, I have two beautiful girls, Malena and Mia. Um, my husband's name's Eric, by the way. And my my daughter's Malena and Mia. My daughter, Malena, actually works in the industry. And you've been in Clubhouse with her, whether you've realized it was her or not, but she's actually popped in on... Uh, on our episodes a couple times. And so she actually works in the salon with me as well. And then my younger daughter, Mia, she actually works more in the environment. She's a biologist. So her mission is to create sustainability and restoration of the earth by killing off invasive species plants and then planting healthy plants that end up taking over and creating good foliage that is, um, used by other plants and animals, et cetera, et cetera. So she's making a difference in the earth and my other daughter and I are making a difference in every single person that we touch.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, when you're talking about, you know, your daughter, biologist, is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. that's way above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what, huh? Sounds great. Yeah, that's why we have people like her to do that. Um, yeah. So that's really awesome. So you're a salon owner, are you behind the chair as well?
1: I am, but I'm only behind the chair currently about two days a week. And then I'm going to be cutting that down going into next year and going down to about one day a week and then eventually to every other Saturday. So I I actually love working Saturdays and several of my employees love working Saturdays as well. So it's our busiest day. It's our most fun day, we think. And, uh, you know, for us, it's just, it's a, it's a, Kind of a a party fun place at the salon on Saturday, so I decided you know what i'll do every other Saturday behind the chair, and then, on my days that I'm not behind the chair, obviously I'm doing a lot of business with um you know the behind the scenes numbers with your bookkeeper and your accountant and things like that, but also doing a lot of training, education putting together systems to help my team be as successful as they can be. Because I do believe that for me, I want to be the type of leader that people want to go to war with, not against. So that's one of my mottos. It's one of my quotes. It's one of the things that I feel very strongly about that there's this huge shift that has happened not only in our world and in our personal lives, but also in the business industry and, I am, and that's one of the reasons I created the Leadership Circle was because I realized that there's other, biz, other business owners that also felt and were feeling the same way. And once we started coming together in that concept of this shift that's happening, we were able to actually discover a lot of things that we have control over. And we have a control over a lot of things. But ultimately, the most important thing that we can control is our mindset is where we are in life, how we communicate and the choice of the words that we use and the ownership of those. So that's kind of who I am within my business and what I like to project out and echo out to the rest of the industry.
0: That is beautiful. And I love, we could talk about mindset like forever. Yeah, I love it. I. I have a friend, Jules Molina, and I would meet with her and I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. She's like, don't say that over yourself. She's like, you might one day believe it. She's like, just get that. And I'm like, you know, i laugh it off, but I'm like, that's so true. We have to speak positive things over ourselves and rip out all the negative um, or deal with it head on. And then, you know, don't let it consume our lives. So you said that you were cutting back from behind the chair. Uh, my wife is in the same uh, spot, cutting back. Do you feel like there's a better version of yourself, um, not behind the chair or cutting back? Like, give us an inside look into that. Do you feel like you can serve your company and your employees and maybe even your guests better from stepping out from behind the chair?
1: All of that, absolutely. I think that you pretty much nailed it. That you know, when when you take time to. Give the proper amount of time to each thing that you have in you in your life. I believe you create this sense of balance. Now, more recently, I've been studying and looking into what true balance is. And one of the things that I've realized is that in life, that doesn't truly exist because everything's always fluctuating, everything moves. There is no stagnant. And because there is nothing that is stagnant. There is no true balance. It's a perception that we have when everything's going well. So my belief is more that when we have our alignment of our values in our life and you can feel that all of those values are in alignment, that every day is full of joy. Every day is full of success because success isn't about money. Success is about that mindset and that feeling that we have inside and how that is projected out to the world. That's my belief. So hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, uh,
0: the whole work-life balance, I've heard, I've really, like I'll get into a subject and go in and go in. I wanna hear different views. Uh, Gary V. he said that, uh, he said, yes, he says, life has choices and choices have consequences. He said, there's no work-life balance. You know, you just, you have choices. Like there's times where I'm gonna choose to do something and I'm gonna have to sacrifice my family for that time. Now, what I've learned is that I just need to communicate that to my wife uh, and vice versa. Communication is key. Um, and so speaking of communication, we we were talking, You you mentioned communication during quarantine with your team. Tell us a little bit about that
1: well communication with my team during quarantine i think was definitely key and i think that for anyone that was a leader of a business that was out there that that was shut down the reality is is that your team is still looking to you for guidance of what do we do what's next And it wasn't just this, oh, okay, you go home and let's work on some projects at home for a while. And then I'll let you know when we're going to reopen, but you're going to get, you know, unemployment and that's, you're going to be taken care of, et cetera, et cetera. My belief was that I needed to set a plan. I needed to make sure that I was communicating with them. Like you said, communication is key. So communicating with them that we had an opportunity that this was not something that was so much of a negative, that this was an opportunity for us to take a rest, to take a break and refresh. And I wanted them to enjoy their family. I wanted them to enjoy being home. And I told them, I don't want you to worry. I will take care of whatever needs to be taken care of on the back end. I will keep you informed as to what those things are, what's going on in our actual state what is going on within our business. we rebuilt systems in our salon together. We came up with plans of how we wanted to make sure that we felt safe in the salon first and foremost, because if we feel safe, then that would definitely echo to our clients for them to feel safe. So for me, it was making sure that first and foremost, that they were safe, they were happy, they were healthy, and that they knew, that there was a place for them when we reopened and that when we reopened, they were all gonna be rehired. And when we rehired them, we rehired them with new systems in place that were going to help them excel and be as successful as they could be. And we did. Our numbers going out of 2020 were actually higher than 2019 because of the way that we focused and we shifted a lot of things within our business.
0: Uh, I love that. And you were saying some things I don't think a lot of people will pick it up on. You can tell a great leader, you're using the words we and you use the word together. And it was never about... Me 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 i i I it was we, so it seems like you you have a very great team atmosphere inside of your company, and uh it sounded like during that time it's like hey we're gonna you said we're gonna get we're gonna do processes and systems together that's the key word is together, so what are some things that you're doing now communication wise with your team or culture culturally now that you um are, that are different than pre-COVID?
1: Oh, I would say, and, and that's an interesting question because this is my belief. I believe that whatever foundation, whatever state your business was in when you shut down didn't change when you reopened when it came to very certain things. And part of those things that I'm speaking of are your relationships because everything goes back to relationship. So my shift in my business probably happened in, I would say, 2016, 17, 18, in those three years there, where I started shifting my communication with my team to seeking to understand before seeking to be understood. And so I follow that practice with everything that I want to share with my team. Because if I come up with a great idea that I think is a great idea, they may not think it's a great idea, right? And
0: Yeah, been there, done that.
1: <laughs> they're part of it. So my belief is that I started communicating with them years ago to understand what do you want to see happen? What goals do you want to have in your life? What is your dream schedule? So I think the shift that happened after COVID was more of a realization of, oh my gosh, Rowena hit a brick wall with her business and we're all panicked. What if there's not enough money to help the business? What if we can't reopen? And I think that that piece could have gone very differently had I not shown strength, confidence, and resilience over what we were going through together and really helping them see that yes, everything that I have shifted and changed in those years prior to this shutdown is a reality of we're going to make it even stronger. We're going to be together even better. And we didn't have any employees that left at that point. I would say about six to eight months in after reopening, I did have a couple employees that decided they wanted to do something else besides doing hair in their life. And to me... I want to see everyone be successful. doesn't mean that they have to be successful under the Studio Wish brand. That means that you need to be happy. You need to be successful in whatever it is that's going to fill your your bucket, whatever's going to fill your soul. So for a couple of my employees, they decided, you know what? I don't think I like doing hair. I think I want to go and do something else. So, you know, to me, it was like, well, how can I support you in that? Because I... I'm not chaining people to a business. That's not my intention. I want everyone to love coming to the salon every single day. And in order for them to love coming in, I have to, because that's where the culture starts. Because if we don't create that culture together, that culture gets created for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does get created. And God, you said you said so many great things. First off, it starts with us. Like we've got, we are the leaders of the culture. If, if, if you don't like what's going on in your company, you got to look at yourself. You know, it's like, oh, shoot. And I love that. You probably got tons of loyalty. It sets a lot of freedom for you as you come in because a mentor of mine told me, he said, everyone in your company is going to leave and I said, What? You know something I don't know? <laughs> right. And he said, He said, they're going to die, they're going to retire, or they're going to go somewhere else. And I'm telling you, in that instant, it was instant freedom. I'm like, Wow, yeah, these aren't my people that I have to chain to a chair. And when you have the mindset like you do of, Hey, we're going to grow people. And sometimes we're going to grow people and they're going to leave. But as long as they were under my roof, did I steward that time with them the best? And I love that you have that same mindset. What is, I always like to ask us this, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been giving?
1: You know what? I would have to say it's very much so along the line of what you just said. I have a, and and I've been given many great pieces of advice, but, since you tapped into that world, this is the first thing that comes up. Uh, A friend of mine, Pat Helmendoller, who is a very successful um, woman and business owner in uh, North Carolina, in Charlotte, she said to me once, everyone leaves and someday I'll leave. And so, you know, that put a different spin on it because I do think as humans, we do get stuck inside of our heads a lot of time and when we get stuck inside of our heads where we've built brick walls, it makes it hard for other people to get in. And it it gave me a realization that someday I might want to retire. Someday I might want to have a successor in my business, my daughter possibly, you know, that wants to actually take over and really run with the business. So for me, it was, if that's the truth, then What does that mean? Because I I love things that are great advice, but how you apply it and what it means to you really is what makes the difference. So to me, what I heard in that was, I have right now. I don't have yesterday. I don't have tomorrow. I don't have two minutes from now. I have right now. And if that's the case, I need to make sure that I am taking care of everything that I can in my power Right now, and that I am responsible, that I am transparent, because that is what I can do. So I think having quotes and affirmations are great, but what you do with them is more important. It's like somebody can say, Oh my gosh, I'm so passionate. I'm passionate. I'm passionate. You know, I'm passionate about doing hair. I'm passionate about business. That's great. But what do you do? What's the work? And, um, I think that Mark Cuban was one that said that on stage at a PBA event one time is, you know, I don't, he, he he's a guy from shark tank. You know, he's like, I don't care about how much passion you have. I want to see the results of the work you do. And I think that that's very impactful because we choose what we do when we wake up in the morning, how we wake up in the morning is also key.
0: Rowena all that was just so great. You, as you were talking about that, I was thinking of all the different hats you wear. We have uh, you're a mother. We have that you're a wife. You're a salon owner. You're a stylist. Those are four big hats. Are there any other hats that you're wearing that I'm not aware of? But... Yes,
1: there's another one. So I am actually also a caregiver for my older brother Philip, who was in a motorcycle accident when he was 22. And um, my mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's the end of 2019. So you can just imagine, you know, living hundreds of miles away and my mom and my brother in a house in North Carolina And through the whole year of 2020, having caregivers in and out of the house. And my mom's finally gotten to the point where we needed to make some decisions. We needed to make some big changes. So my mom is now living in Florida with my oldest sister. And my brother, Philip, is also now living with me. So I am also a caregiver to my older brother, which has definitely brought some very important things to my life. And I think one of the most important things that it's brought is an additional amount of patience because his, his injury is mostly head injury. And because of his head injury he has short term memory. So in that movie, um, I think it was 50 first dates. There was a 10 second Tom. That's kind of similar to my brother. We jokingly say that to him all the time. You're like 10 second Tom. So, you know, keeping his life fun, keeping his life happy, keeping him healthy is very important to me. So that is also another hat that I currently wear.
0: Yes, and I love I mean you you and your brother y'all go out and party and have fun and y'all see you on Insta stories. Uh, I love I love that you're doing that and that's such a a large hat. But I was thinking about all those different titles and you you could have the biggest excuse, bro. You could have the biggest biggest excuse to be like I don't have time to get on Clubhouse. I don't have time to read this book. I don't have time to develop myself. I don't have time X Y and Z. How do you, first off, what, what are some disciplines you put in your life? Because I know that you're always developing yourself. What, what would you say to someone who says, I don't have time? What, what's your structure?
1: Well, I would say that the most important thing is getting enough sleep. Honestly, um, I have gone through periods of time in my life where I didn't get enough sleep because I was like working, 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 working. Oh yeah, I can work till two or three o'clock in the morning, and then you know get like three or four hours of sleep, and then jump up real early in the morning, start working again, and just keep going. And I can't do that now. I can't do it for several reasons. I cannot do that because of um, just the way that my life is, and I can't do that because I'm getting older. And you health wise, you need to really start taking care of yourself. So taking care of myself is first and foremost, my most important thing. So getting enough sleep, getting up early in the morning so that I have my me time in the morning is super helpful. And actually getting on Clubhouse for me is therapeutic because it's a connection piece. And I have realized that it can be something that could take over to a point that you're doing it all the time and you're not focusing on other things that are important. And I think that's where balance needs to live. Balance needs to live in our time that we allot for each thing in our life. And I think when we take the time to really channel out, how much time am I going to spend getting up in the morning, drinking my coffee, connecting on Clubhouse, and then how much time am I going to spend helping my brother get his day ready? Then how much time am I going to spend getting myself ready for my work day? And then how much time am I going to spend at work? Then I have to come home And if I'm not the one making dinner at night, which we've got a nice balance in my house of certain nights I do dinner, certain nights my husband does dinner, and then my younger daughter and her boyfriend actually live with us as well. So they also help do dinner some nights. So we've got a nice balance with that. So I think the balance needs to come in your scheduling and your time and schedule in me time. Schedule in downtime. Schedule in fun. Make sure you're having fun. If I don't have at least a couple times during the week that I go out and do something that's literally just spontaneous and fun, then I feel like I've missed something. So for me, it's having the balance of all the things that fill my life so that I have a balance within my values.
0: I love that you are valuing and scheduling your me time. I just read a book and he says, if you don't put your priorities on the calendar, other people's priorities will get on your calendar. So if you don't have that blocked out, it'd get it would get scheduled with other people's priorities. So he was like, protect that at all cost. Ro, you are such an inspiration. I'm so glad that we connected on Clubhouse and connected over the podcast. And I can't wait till we get to go to a hair show together and we get to like hug each other and like, yes. <laughs> you know, like physically see people. Cause I there's a lot of people I've met that I have physically seen in person but you are a bright light to uh, our industry and I'm so thankful for you and what you do um I'm, I if if you have clubhouse which you should because I think it's open to everyone now you need to come join the leadership circle and we meet roughly about every Wednesday we meet mm-hmm. once a week and it's about an hour right nice. we meet for about an hour and uh, it's really, really great content. So, invite that. I'll have all your information and the link to Clubhouse in the show notes. But, Ro, thanks so much for taking time to be on Touch the Line podcast.
1: Wonderful. And thank you for having me, Evan. This has been absolutely fantastic. And I feel very blessed and thank God that we've connected and that. Our lives have kind of come together because I think that you also are making a huge difference in everything that you do. So thank you for everything that you do in our industry and your community and life as well.
0: Well, we appreciate you, Roe, and thank you for the kind words. Thank you for listening to Touch the Line podcast. Connect with me on social media and my website by searching evansilver.co. That's evansilver.co. If this episode impacted you, please leave a review and share it on all social media. Thanks for tuning in.